listening to The Pseudo Show on Sunrise Robot. I'm your host, Michael Edwards, and The Pseudo Show thrives on the support of its fans, so please check out sunriserobot.net slash support and find some ways you can help keep the lights on and keep the episodes rolling. In this episode, I had the chance to sit down with electronic pop artist Robert DeLong. Robert is currently on tour, hitting major festivals all across the country, with a small but hearty crew, including one of my old friends, Matthew Starcher. Robert's live show is one of the best examples of a one-man band that I've ever seen. Stage is covered in instruments, including keyboards, computers, microphones, a full drum set, and uh, even various video game controllers and joysticks. His music makes extensive use of all of these pieces to build an extremely energetic experience. For this interview, you're going to hear us cooped up in the green room of the Lost Lake Lounge right here in Denver, Colorado, just before Robbie went on stage. You'll hear some background noise, some people passing through, some air conditioners, uh, but overall, it's a, it's a good time. So with that, let's jump right into the interview. Hello, Robert. How are you doing? So good. How's it going? <laughs> Welcome back to Denver. You were just here last year at the Bluebird. Uh, yeah, that was, goodness, that was uh, fall 2013? Yeah, it was last fall. 14? Something like that? <laughs> 13, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was great. Yeah, it's uh, one of my favorite venues in town, and now you're at one of the other awesome places, Lost Lake, and they've really kind of transformed this place. I think you've seen out there, they're still like rebuilding some of the bar and stuff. They're trying to expand it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I was talking to the... Uh I was actually talking to the owner, and they said they're gonna kind of like totally, you know, take out that main bar and make it into like you know a big room. And yeah, yeah, it sounds. I mean, it seems like a really cool place. There's a uh, you know an actual stove you can burn wood, so that's cool. <laughs> so thank you for being on the podcast. I'm excited to talk about some of your your gear and your process and your creativity. Um, and one of the most iconic things about your music and your live show is the mix of software and hardware and, and gadgets and MIDI and, and all this stuff. And I was just kind of curious, you wanted to say a little bit, like, how'd you get into that in the first place? And Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's hard to say exactly how I got into it. You know, I've always just been a computer nerd, I think, from the, from the outset. And, uh, you, know, you know, I don't know. I mean, as long as I remember, you know, making electronic music, which I started in, like, high school, and it was on, like, Fruity Loops and Acid, um, and uh, I didn't, um, you know, I, it was it was nothing. It wasn't dance music at all or anything. It was like kind of just weird ambient music and stuff. And uh, ever since then, you know, I, I always thought it'd be cool to kind of try to put together some sort of uh, solo live performance involving, you know, a, a way to like to kind of demonstrate how you're controlling the sounds. Because I, you know, I didn't even even at that era, I didn't understand that there was like DJs, you know, people pressing play and like, right. <laughs> which is cool, but it's something I didn't understand. And, and so yeah, I just started messing around in, in college with like using game controllers as MIDI controllers more as just a novelty to myself and then you know as I kind of had written a bunch of songs like sometime after college I realized like you know I should perform these and you know it was just kind of the stuff I had laying around I didn't want to spend more money yeah and so then from there it just kind of turned into this <laughs> right <laughs> slowly <laughs> so what's what's your favorite gear and stuff right now like what platform are you using or, or collection of tools yeah I mean as far as so it's like literally you know it's, it's I have two Mac minis offstage that I run um uh, Logic and Ableton on both of them simultaneously, uh, along with some other software called Junction that converts, um, you know, all, all the controllers to MIDI. You know, I'm slowly switching over to Ableton just because it's so stable for live. Yeah, I've heard it's in the name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely the the product uh, that comes up all the time. Yeah, but then yeah, you know, all the gadgets are kind of an array of all you know, mostly USB uh, joysticks and game pads and then you know kind of more standard midi controllers and have a couple custom things and whatever so yeah is that still like something that changes all the time are you going to thrift stores and finding old pc game controllers or 
any you know, of this kind of stuff? Not at this point. I mean, it's like, because there's only, you know, a gamepad is a gamepad at some point. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I, I didn't, you know, that's what I did at first, and that's how I arrived at these things. But, you know, it, it's so funny now. It's like, it's like anytime I need a replacement gamepad, I ordered it on Amazon, which makes me feel a little dirty, but <laughs> not dirty enough not to do it because you know what you're going to get. Do you break it. these a lot? Are you like throwing them? And <laughs> you know, you'd be surprised. Those things are pretty robust. They're they're made for kids, a lot of them, or whatever. Like especially Flight Simulator, the joystick. I've I've only ever broken one of those, and I'm really violent with that thing. So yeah. I'm pretty impressed. And you know, the Wiimotes, I think are the best of all. I've I think they had to be after all, like the rumors of people like breaking their TVs. Or right. something. <laughs> <laughs> I've I, I've literally I hit one, my manager one time at a show accidentally because <laughs> I threw it stuff and yeah no I do mean, you have like a basket full of Wiimotes if like you throw one accidentally or no, something <laughs> no I don't I mean I only have I only have two um, that I tour with you know one and a backup and I literally haven't had to use the backup ever um, so who knows if it works yeah. <laughs> So how deep into like software stuff do you get? Do you mainly use like sort of the surface tools of Ableton and Logic or are you like deeply programming things? Um, you know, it's, it's kind of a mishmash of things. Like, you know, honestly, I haven't, I don't go super deep in Ableton. You know, I'm more controlling, um, like Ableton I'm using mostly for like my, my like live looping of audio, stuff like that, which is, you know, it's good for because it's low latency and, you know, and then it's super easy to map controls there, but yeah. the logic you have to go away under the surface and I go into the, like the, you know, environment window and I get pretty, pretty gnarly with the way I'm doing all the kind of MIDI transformations and stuff like that in there and that's, you know, it's a pretty kind of archaic system that logic uses for that, so that's why I'm switching over to right. using like Max and, and whatever, but, you know, you can do a lot and you can get really detailed with, you know, you move the thing this much and it changes you know it can be any you can have it be anything you know it's it's kind of hard to explain until you look at it but yeah i mean it's it's pretty nerdy yeah <laughs> yeah if, if some someone came to you and they were there maybe this happens all the time anyway but like a beginner was just like how do i get into this kind of experimentation like what would be the starter kit like go download this and buy yourself one of these and these are the kinds of things you need to do i'd say you know i don't know i started getting into like controllerism, you know, and getting into the, like the whole world of just using controllers and stuff. There's like, you know, just go on YouTube. Everybody can, you know, there are people out there doing this stuff. And, you know, I, I think the thing is like, I, I do this stuff and I, I kind of reappropriate a lot of, you know, really nerdy ideas to put in kind of almost like a more pop context comparatively. Because, you know, a lot of people you hear using video game controllers for music, for music are making really, you know, crazy 8-bit music, which yeah. is dope. But, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I think the reason that you know, I've kind of become so strongly associated with it is because my music's, you know, more like, you know, it's like a songwriter with like weird dance electronics. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so did you start out mostly doing drums? I was a drummer, yeah, from birth, I feel like. Yeah, my dad was a drummer, so I've just kind of grown up around gotcha. it. So, and that's still a prominent part of your show. You have a full drum set on stage. Yep, full drum set, uh, like a percussion rack with like timbali, snare, a bunch of other toys and yeah. I think drums are great. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so practically speaking, like just being on tour with this this whole rig and setup, is there is there anything you wish you could do? But just the reality of tour means you have to like compromise or like, oh, I can't. I would do eight of these things, but I got to pick one. Or <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, you know, honestly, uh, I mean, the whole touring setup is pretty impractical to begin with. <laughs> I mean, yeah, flying is a nightmare. But um, we, yeah, I mean. I, I think that I would add way more uh, stuff if I just had more time 
to do stuff. But it's kind of good that I don't because, you know, I'm always interested in adding stuff even before it works. And then I have, you know, my production team, like, you know, Matt, my sound guy, being like, yeah, but you got like you got to play a show, man. You got to like make sure everything's got to be something that's yeah. pulled together. Right, right, right. So yeah, I don't know. It's uh, yeah. I mean, there's more things in the works. You know, we've been messing around with using Connect a lot, which is cool. But again, you know, it's so many things are difficult. Like Connect's super difficult when, with lighting scenarios. You know, it yeah. totally changes everything um, and, and stuff like that. Um, but there's definitely there's definitely a few things I'm going to start adding to the show, like new stuff. Yeah, I guess to that point, what do you see as kind of the, the future of hardware and software and music? I mean, it seems pretty obvious it's going to be important going forward, but you know, do you think it's going to, like, are traditional instruments going to become kind of a niche, or is the, are, is the guitar always going to be kind of important in music? It's hard to say at this point. You know, I mean, I think that, I think the idea of hybrid electronic acoustic music is becoming less and less weird to people, which I think is good. I think that's cool because that, that opens a lot of doors for, um, people who might have had really cool ideas but couldn't afford to make them before now can but i don't think i think acoustic music is uh, instruments and stuff are always going to figure prominently because you can never replicate the sort of like amount like the 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 variety of expression you can create on an acoustic instrument you know um a guitar you can play the same note a million different ways you know a midi controller sometimes you can only play it one way you know (laughs) (laughs) so and just connecting sort of the, this genre very, uh, you know, it was absurdly far back as like Da Vinci inventing instruments, but even just like craftwork in the middle of the 20th century creating their own. Um, it's kind of exciting to see this kind of stuff become more accessible. Anyone can, can buy an iPad or a Mac and, and kind of go to town. And I think it's really cool, you know, I mean, even from when I started touring, you know, I started touring heavily about two and a half, three years ago. And... It's the, the landscape has changed so much. You know, it was like I was playing with a lot of DJs and I was playing with like rock bands. And now it's like I'm playing with like a band with like uh, an iPad MIDI controller with like, <laughs> uh, I don't know, like a theremin or something. You know, I don't know. Like, like things have really opened up. I think, I think people maybe don't realize it on the surface, but I think in five years you realize like there's like it's, it's crazy kind of the hybrid thing that's going on. It's cool. Absolutely. Um, and then as far as like when you write songs, do you, do you find you start with the tech or do you start with the song or is it all sorts of different ways backing into a... Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think I write... I, mostly what I do is like I, I'm, I'm in headphones on the road a lot and I'll just like make beats on my, like just on my laptop or like make like synth lines or something. And then those things will just like collect in a catalog. And then when I come home or I have a few days off or I'm just like thinking about writing songs, then I'll, I'll take one of those and write like, you know, kind of transform it into a traditional song and write it you know i kind of write in pretty traditional ways as far as songwriting and then you know and then when i'm figuring it out for live then i start to like get pretty nerdy with it and you know as i'm writing i'm always trying to figure out a way right. you know what would be the cool way to perform this but i try not to let that figure too prominently in the songwriting because it's like you know I, I don't want to you know i want the song to be cool no matter what <laughs> yeah right on um and then as far as, like, if you ever hit writer's block or just kind of need to take a, a day off or something, what kinds of things, like, do you have a favorite genre of film or certain kinds of books you kind of race towards for inspiration? Or Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, like, I'm a huge fan of sci-fi. I read a lot of sci-fi books. Um, I, uh, I like bowling a lot. <laughs> bowling. <laughs> I'm bad at bowling, but I love it. Um, yeah. Actually, yeah, just uh, finishing up sci-fi book. I, I, you know, most of the sci-fi read has been, like, old. Like, I've been reading a lot of, like, I don't know, I, but I just finished up this uh, 
this book by it's called in, it's a it's like a brand new book. It's like two years old. It's like the newest sci-fi I've read in a while. It's pretty cool. And Solar Justice. Anyway, doesn't matter. Boring. Boring <laughs> <on>. <laughs> no, that's cool. Um, and then I guess I, I read some rumors that you might you're working on a new album that may come out this year. Um, yeah, is yeah, that still on track. A hundred percent will come out this year. Yes. Um, uh, the what I've been telling people is June, but I might be lying to everybody. <laughs> if it doesn't come out in June, I imagine it'll probably come out like September. Or well, that'd be perfect because you'll be back here in Denver in June. Exactly. Yeah. No, I'm Good pumped time. though. It's it's gonna be a it's definitely a departure, but. You know, it's definitely also Robert DeLong, which is good. Yeah. So, so uh, any other last words? Or thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, keep it greasy. Have a good time. <laughs> All right. See you in the future. <laughs> there we have it with episode 20 of the pseudo show as always thank you so much for listening and you can find show notes and links to all of robbie's stuff and anything else we mentioned at sunriserobot.net slash pseudo show slash 20 um, my name's mike edwards you can find me on twitter at medwards music i love questions i love feedback uh, if i got anything wrong anything you want to ask me about definitely hit me up over there on twitter some ways you can support the show. Uh, first off, you can subscribe. So if you want to stay up to date and get new episodes automatically to your smartphone or tablet. And while we're talking about support, you can also head to patreon.com slash sunrise robot uh, if you're inclined to directly support the network. And uh, depending on your, your support level, uh, we'll actually say your name on each episode. So uh, special thanks to Bruce Edwards for being one of our rock star Patreon supporters. Uh, you, you help us keep this machine running. So thank you so much. And that's it for the Pseudo Show. We'll see you next week.